Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Last week in our message, we talked about Jesus' baptism and, and when he was baptized, how the Holy Spirit showed up. Come on, wherever Jesus is, the Holy Spirit is there. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, Jesus is there. But how he showed up in a great way. And, and he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What he did, as I said last week, he identified. Y'all can turn this down a little bit because I feel wound up this morning. I may be screaming here in a minute. I have my wife on the front row going. She, keeps, she puts my brakes on for me. But he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And we talked last week about how he was identified and how he was affirmed as a son, right? The big day happened. Holy Spirit showed up. They knew who Jesus was. And God said, that's my boy. But in the very next chapter, we know that the enemy always tries to bring trouble after God does something big in your life. And in Jesus' life, can I get an amen on that one? I got saved and all of a sudden the target is on my back. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. He used to have you, but he don't have you anymore. This is a very thin shirt. Praise God. But here we see that Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted, to be tested. And even though he was God, you got to understand he was human. He was led into the same things that you go through each and every day. And the enemy came to him, and he, I'm giving you a little recap because it's going where I need to go. You got, I got four sermons today, so we'll get out of here sometime. <laughs> Last week, it took me 20 minutes to get to the title, so we're good. But the enemy, what he did is he brought doubt. He said, if you are the son of God, if you are who you say you are, he tried to bring insecurity into Jesus like he does to us, right? If you really got saved, you wouldn't act like that. Sometimes we're all guilty of that one, right? But he started bringing that to him, and he, makes, he starts making you feel less than. He starts bringing you to a lower level. And we forget a lot of times when we start listening to him that to whose we are. Not who we are, but to whose we are. And he tries to make us believe, here we go, that we're the only one going through a wilderness time, right? Or the only one that's ever been there, right? But can I tell you, you never know when a wilderness can be your launching pad to your purpose. You never know the thing that you're going through right now may be the thing you're talking about to help someone else to get to the other side of their wilderness. So let me tell you something. Don't despise the wilderness. Don't despise the place where God has you in a place where only you can hear his voice because you never know who's going to need to hear that a year from now or six months from now or two years from now. God has a purpose for the wilderness. Title of my message is a little faster, wasn't it? Title of my message is Mission 101. The next thing Jesus did after that, he started gathering a team. We do this every Sunday. I guess he got the disciples in there and went, one, two, three, team Jesus. You think he did that? No, I don't think he did. <laughs> team me. <laughs> this is a tough crowd this morning. But he started gathering a team. Just like, anybody like the Mission Impossible movies, all 43 of them? 
they're great. I love Ethan and I love the whole team. But, but when you think about that movie, he thinks about the, it's an elite team, right? They're specially trained and, and they, have, they know everything that they're going to do. They all have a purpose in what they're going to do. But Jesus starts gathering this team and I wrote out here, what a team, question mark. He walked up on a boat one morning and there was two common fishermen just minding their own business. And he says, follow me. One of them was a loud mouth, kind of like I am, just a little bit. My wife b- below me a little bit. She's not a loud mouth. She's sweet. Sometimes. But they were just common people. Then he walked up on a tax collector and he says, hey, y'all, y'all watch The Chosen? Matthew is like one of my favorite people in that thing. He's just like, follow me. And Matthew's going, I guess I'm going to follow Jesus. I don't know which way. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. But he walked up on a tax collector who many thought was a thief of those times and they did steal. And he said, follow me. He walked up on a backstabber. Anybody got any backstabbers in their lives? Don't even raise your hand. It might be sitting next to you. But we know that later on in life, Judas was a backstabber, right? He betrayed Jesus. And then there was a doubter in the bunch. Anybody ever doubt what God's going to do? He had that with it. He was always telling Thomas something. Thomas, you you just got to believe. It was a bunch of unknown, untrained people that God used. And sometimes I wonder, why did God even choose us as pastors? I still sometimes ask myself that question. Because you know what? I'll be honest. We were some of the least qualified people that you could come up with. If you haven't been around much, I'll just tell you. We've both been divorced. We've both been down life's road. And, and we're seasoned. I remember when Donnie said to me, to us, he says, I see thousands of young people around you. I said, bless your heart. And I was like, no, okay, Donnie, I'm, that ain't going to be me. But, you know, 40 some-ish years old. I said, that's that's not going to be us. And I can remember standing in front of, it wasn't just a few weeks later, standing in front of 150 high school kids preaching the gospel to them. And I still had doubts because I was talking about them, about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and they thought that was the person from fifth period. Literally walked around there because I was, I was raised in church. I knew all that stuff, but I was looking at a generation that had no clue what I was talking about. And that's when I knew God had, oh, he turned things around in our ministry right then. <sighs> we had no schooling. I ain't been to Bible school. We've been to the school of hard knocks and we've made many mistakes and we've took a lot of wrong steps. But listen to Psalm 37. This is for someone out there. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every, de- every detail of your life. Come on, every one of them. Even when, even when you feel like he's not delighting, he's delighting. He may be going, take a little turn this way. But I like this. Though they stumble, they will, not, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them up by his hand. I wanted to quit. Several times in these last years, we've been here. I ain't gonna lie. I know she's, she preached the message about a year or two ago saying, saying the same thing. We wanted to quit because it got hard. But let me tell you something, and I'm gonna repeat this. Don't let your past journey keep you from new destinations. Come on, that's good. 
Don't let your past journey keep you from new destinations. Sometimes we don't, we don't step because of fear. We don't step because of disappointment. We don't step because we don't feel worthy enough. Oh, let me tell you something. If I didn't... If I stayed where, I was, where the, the enemy tried to get me to stay 10 or 12 years ago, I would not be standing here today because he disqualified me in my mind. But he keeps you stuck on that old path. But you know something? You got to know that God has a new destination and a better destination than you can ever think of. Can I tell you something? God is faithful. Do you believe that? God is faithful. Anybody believe that? You ain't... Come on. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. I see the master. I thank the savior because he healed my heart. Come on. He saved my soul. He changed my name forever free. I'm not, whoa, I'm out of breath. Every time they sing that song, she's up there spinning around like a top. And it just makes me know that God is faithful. He has never left or forsaken you. He, even in the bad times, he, oh, let me tell you, he's still there. Y'all ain't as excited about that as I am because I know where I've been. Oh, geez, let's go. But maybe you're still sitting here thinking, I've taken too many wrong steps. I don't feel qualified or I feel very unqualified. That's good. Because God qualifies the unqualified. Listen to 1 Corinthians. It says this. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that a few, were, a few of you, I'll slow down, were wise in the world's eyes. Power, powerful or wealthy when God called. You weren't. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of, few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, listen, God chose the things of the world, considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things. He chose some old seasoned people to start leading a young adult ministry at 46 years old. Come on, God knows what he's doing. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose the things despised by the world. You may feel despised and rejected. Things that were counted as nothing at all. And he used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. Here's why he did it. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. You know what that means? You can't say you did it. I can't, say, I, I can't say we built this ministry. Yes, we put the time, we put the effort in, but I'm going to let you know that God wants to use the foolish things of the world because he knows he can get the glory in that. Oh, I'm going on before I get in trouble. You are not disqualified because of your past. You're not disqualified because of your education. You're not disqualified because of your social status, your family, or your wealth, or your personality. I have a big, bold personality. You're not disqualified if you're shy. God wants to use us. You may not have all the qualifications, but God can use you because the Bible says we are co-laborers with Christ. He doesn't care about your qualifications he doesn't care about your abilities. He doesn't care what past you've been on. He cares about your heart and your willingness to go forward in him. Listen, he can work with anyone who's willing to obey and be committed. 
but it will take some commit, commitment. John 3.16 says this, that eternal life is free to anyone who asks. However, the asking, listen to this, requires a transfer of ownership. It's free, but he wants me. If it's free, it's for me. It's free, the salvation is, but he wants my heart. He wants my commitment. He wants the things that, that I used to want to be what he wants now. Let me tell you, there's a transfer and it takes commitment and it will cost you something if you're gonna follow Christ. Talk about committed, man. The disciples, when Jesus walked up on the scene, they didn't form a committee. I'm sure they thought, they're human. They thought a little bit about it, but all of a sudden, the Bible says they just dropped their nets. And you don't know what that means. That was their occupation. That was what their livelihood. And not only did they do, did they do that, they left their families behind. And here's what happened at the end. They even lost their lives to follow Jesus. You talk about being committed, that's it. But listen, what casually committed to Jesus usually leads to, be, leads to not being committed at all. When it gets tough, it's getting tough. When it gets unpopular, the gospel's getting unpopular in America today. When it gets to be our dislikes and our, our likes, it's easy to walk away and not be committed. Let me tell you something. Maybe you're here this morning or maybe you're listening online later. God has showed you something. He's told you the things that he wants you to do. But because you won't step out, you can't get anything done. You feel stuck? Come on. Anybody feel Don't raise your hands. Maybe we'll do that when the lights go down. But you feel stuck. You feel like you have no purpose. You feel frustrated and you don't really know why. Can I tell you something? Here's what you need to do. I wrote myself a note. Be enthusiastic and get them fired up. So I want to listen to you do that. Take that first step back to your first love. And what you got to do in that, you have to be committed to the mission. Listen, don't stop praying because the last time you didn't see the results. So many times we forget that it says ask, it says seek, and it says knock. And it says if you don't get an answer then, ask, seek, and knock. Keep asking and seeking. So many times we give up right on the very edge of where God wants us to be. You got to keep praying for that child to come home. Come on, you got to keep praying for that family member you've been praying for. Even though they're acting a fool right now, they're coming home. You got to be praying that your health is going to be restored in Jesus' name. Right now, we heard that from Gary. We got Trish sitting on the back row. God is a healing God, and He's doing things right now in the world. You got to keep praying. Those relationships you've been praying for, they're going to be mended in Jesus' name. Listen, don't give up. I wrote this down. This is good. Praying for something, and it didn't happen. Can I tell you, sometimes a no from God is the answer. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayer. That was bad. Remember Garth? The whole song was, man, I thank God you didn't answer that prayer. I thank God that you didn't answer that one. I thank God that she ain't my wife because I got a better one. Praise Jesus. I'm getting brownie points in too, all in the same thing. Sometimes a no from God is the answer. And so many times we keep asking and seeking and knocking. God's like, man, I have took you, I have shown you 50, 100 times, 
No. And you keep asking for the same thing. Sometimes no is the answer. Somebody, you need to write that one down. Jesus said this. He said, do it again. Pray it again. Try it again. Confess it again. One more time. Just one more time. You may see the breakthrough you've been looking for. So many times again, we stop at the very edge of our breakthrough. Okay, pause. I wrote pause in here. Now that he had a team, and he had his disciples, and he has us, because we're on Team Jesus. Can I tell you something? It ain't something we say on Sunday. It's when you gave your heart over to Jesus, you became Team Jesus. You are on his team. So now it was on to the mission. What was Jesus' mission? Let's look at Luke. It says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. John 3, 16, if you don't know this one, you need to know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, I got a room full of whosoever sitting in here today, believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his son. The mission of Jesus was not to come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What a mission. Hey guys, disciples, people, we're going to save everyone. Disciples are probably like Jesus, like we are sometimes. I don't know if they can be saved or not. Uh, it's very doubtful that they can be saved, but Jesus said, no, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. He said, my, hope, whoa, my whole goal is to seek and save everyone who will commit their lives to me. So we're going to save everyone. Everybody in that mission? Come on out here. What the disciples thought was this. What they thought what the mission was going to look like. They thought Jesus was going to raise up an army. They were going to be armed and, and have troops everywhere. And there was going to be a government takeover. And there was going to be a king. And she's going to talk about this next week riding into town. But the word says this in 2 Corinthians. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Come on, he's like, hey, that AK-47 ain't gonna be how I fight my battles. I might fight it with a leather-bound Bible. I might fight it with a person that, that was, come on, that somebody has despised. I'm gonna fight my battles with someone who has been pushed aside. Jesus said, we're gonna do something different. His plan was actually so totally different. Listen to this. He had an upside-down mission and an upside-down message. His kingdom was not like you think it's going to be. He said, blessed. The word blessed there is happy. He said, happy are the meek. Happy are the poor. Happy are the ones that are looked down on. He wasn't necessarily talking about poverty. He wasn't talking about monetary things. He was talking about people who knew that they needed him. God is looking for right now, he's looking for people who need me. Let me tell you something. When you start opening your heart up to God, say, God, I need you. God, I, I have tried this my own way. I have tried to figure this out. I've been going my own direction, but I need you. That is the poor in spirit that God is looking for. He said, blessed are the humble. Remember the Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are the humble, for they're going to be lifted up. We don't live in a world right now. We live in a world where you got to step all over everyone. you got to climb over the... Then the ladder to get to the top, and it doesn't matter how you get there, how deceitful you are. But no, Jesus said, if you're humble, then you're going to be exalted. 
Blessed are the peacemakers. Are there any peacemakers in the house? My wife and I are a very good combination. I try to keep peace and And she's good for me. She helps me to bring correction when I need it, when I need to. I'm just like, I'm like Chris Rock. Can't we all just get along? Come on, y'all. I'm like, no, we all can't get along. But blessed are the peacemakers and blessed are the persecuted. And then he goes on with even more of a crazy message. You gotta, you gotta know the disciples, just like us, would probably sit back going, okay, what is this dude saying? He says, if you're angry, you commit murder. If you lust, you commit adultery. They're like, what is he talking about? Love your enemies. They're like, Jesus, I don't even like my family members. But he says, we gotta love our enemies. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. He said, you gotta love your enemies. He said, don't store up your treasures on earth. That's what we wanna do. We wanna figure it all out. But he says, store them up in heaven. And then this was such an upside down message that made no sense to the people. He says, if they, if they want your coat, give them another one. Give them the second one that you have. Jesus' message was so upside down and so crazy that it got met with a lot of opposition. Do you know Jesus had haters? He still has haters today, but he had some really good called the Pharisees. Matthew 23 says this. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. They were the religious folk that followed him around trying to find everything wrong with him. Like we do sometimes when we get too much religion, we try to walk around behind people and we try to find everything that's wrong with them because it makes us feel a little bit better. For Let's back up here. Here we go. They followed him around just trying to find something wrong because they knew what was wrong with them. For you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside of them will be cleaned also. Listen, he was talking to a bunch that knew the scriptures. Listen, they knew the Bible backwards, forwards, inside and out. They knew it all. They dressed the part. They walked they walked around with the, their robes on, with their high and mighty ways, and, and they fasted and they tithed, but when they tithed, they wanted, wanted everyone to see what they were given. They were like, okay. He knew what was on the inside of them. They preached good on Facebook. They tweeted some really good tweets. Their Instagram was really, 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 really good. But the inside of them was corrupt. They looked good on the outside, but the inside, there was something missing. Listen, they had religion, but they didn't have any relationship. Religion demands, relationship asks. Religion restricts, relationship frees you up. Religion makes you feel guilty all the time, and relationship says, I know that I am forgiven of my past sins. Come on, we walk around condemned all the time, but let me tell you something. It is finished. It's done. You don't got to live there anymore. Something's got to break, and it's going to break. God is more concerned on the inside, but here's what happened. The mission went forward. Even when it wasn't popular, can I just be honest with you right now, church, in our culture is not popular. Jesus in our culture is not popular.
But the message went forward even though it wasn't popular and even when it was rejected. Look at Matthew here. It says, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not, listen, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. That's us. And do not enter the city of Samaria, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He says, go to the lost sheep of Israel. When he was rejected, we already got to know, he was rejected by his own. But the mission changed, but it didn't stop. Come on. He could have said, okay, them ornery Jews. Come on, I'm, I'm from the country. Them ornery Jews, they don't want me around. So I'm just going to go back to heaven and to hell with all of them. Oh, I just got in trouble. But he could have had that, that uh, mentality, but he said, no, no, no. I'm going to redirect my mission, even though it's not popular. And here's what he did. I'm going to let you know that God is redirecting. He is charting a new course right now. That's why be as big church, we as Christians have to be in tune with the, where the Holy Ghost is going because we have to know where he's going. Listen, Jesus is our message and that never changes. Jesus is the only way. The Bible said he's the way, he's the truth and the life. That's never going to change. The blood is still relevant today in the cross as we're going to talk about here in, over the next couple of weeks is still what brings about salvation. The message never changes, but the methods can. Love, love covers a multitude of sins. The goodness, oh, the goodness of God draws men and women to repentance. That's not, oh, that's not how we were raised, right? It was, we were raised getting it beat over our heads and thinking, man, we could never measure up to what God, oh, come on, somebody. Did you, you can never measure up to what God wants for you. But God says love covers a multitude of sins. So I think right now we have to embrace that mission too. We can't let popularity or rejection keep us from our mission. Luke 2.49, you don't have this one, sorry. He says, I must be about my father's business the word must means I'm obligated to do. I'm not going to overlook it, and it's required in my life. We need to get a must attitude as followers of Christ. He said in another verse, he said, I must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things. In another verse, he said, I must preach the gospel to whom I am sent. This attitude is needed, and we have to have it to go forward in Christ. Can I tell you something this morning? Jesus his ministry was only three years long, but impacted the whole world. And it's still impacting the world some 2,000 some odd years later. He healed people then, he's healing people now. He performed miracles then. They say, oh, no, that was for another time. But he performed miracles then. He's doing it now. He showed love, grace, compassion then, and he's still doing. He's the same God. The Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Listen, here's the biggest one. He offered salvation then, and he's offering it now. I'm going to talk to you as we get ready to stand, but... As we go into the next two weeks, here's what I want to do. I want you to fully embrace the season that we're about to go in for over the next two weeks. I'm talking about, yeah, you can still have a Reese's egg. It's fine. 
Thank you, Jesus. I got her the wrong ones the other night. They were the hard eggs. She likes the soft ones. I know now I've been forgiven. But let's embrace this season that we're about to go into. And when I say embrace it, let's, let's read through what Jesus went through. And I'm excited about what she's gonna bring next week. Let's read about everything that he embraced for us. Listen, it's not just about Easter Sunday. Yes, we're gonna get a ham. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's not about meeting with your family. and That's gonna happen too. It's about what he did for us. When we talk about the sacrifice, when you talk about the forgiveness, when you talk about, I'm talking about the human emotions that he had, the courage that it took to take that step the love that he showed by fulfilling the mission. Do you know who he fulfilled the mission for? Jason and his mom. He filled the mission for Bruce and Stephanie. Gary, he fulfilled that mission just for you. And if you'd been the only one, he still would have done it. That's the goodness of God. So this morning, as you stand with me, I'm gonna ask you, let's be on mission. Let's be on team Jesus. Let's not just come in here on Sunday and make a good picture for it or whatever TikTok you do with it. Let's be on team Jesus. Let's be about our mission. And maybe you're here today and you've never joined team Jesus. Here's the good thing as you've heard today that this team is not an exclusive team this is an inclusive team. He said, he didn't say if you had it all together. He didn't say if you had it all fixed up and you were clean and you, no, he said, whosoever believes in me will be saved. So let me tell you something. If you're waiting for God, if, if you're waiting to straighten your own self up, you're gonna be waiting a long time because God is in the process of, of straightening you up. This morning, God wants to hey, be, let you be on team with him this morning. And maybe you've never joined it. Let's all bow our heads, please. Team Jesus is about salvation. And if you've never committed your life to Jesus this morning, would you raise your hand so we can see? Nobody's looking around. The lights are up here. This morning, I'm gonna ask us all to repeat this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me of my sins. Make me new. I give you control of my life. And when I fall, help me to get up. In Jesus' name. Listen. If you prayed that prayer, that's the start of your journey on Team Jesus. We're gonna have the prayer team on the left and the right up here if you need prayer at any time. There's also a card that you can fill out. And let me tell you the reason behind that. It's because we want you to join the next step. We want you to take it to the next steps bar because we want you to be able. Sometimes we make commitments and we just don't know the next step. We don't know what to do after that. That's where so many people fail because they don't know the journey where it, it goes from there. 
But we wanna be here for you and help you in that. Maybe this morning, here's another one, you're on Team Jesus. And you just haven't been fully committed to the mission. Yeah, I've been coming to church. I miss a couple times here and there. And yes, I pray sometimes. And, but you've not been fully committed to the mission. You've allowed life to get, you. come on, all of us have allowed life to get in the way at sometimes, me included. And if you want to renew that relationship with Jesus today, there's no shame in the game. The altars are going to be open. A song's going to be sung. If you just want to come down here and renew your commitment to Christ and say, I just want to get back on mission. These altars will be open for you. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.